Hey, we are the Soul Searchers. Two regular folks with backpacks and making it weird. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody. We're Andrew and Candace. Welcome back to the Soul Searchers podcast. Thanks for hanging with us. Yeah, we're so grateful that you want to follow along with this adventure that we're on. Uh, One of the things we thought we should cover is the people that we have met along the way. So it's going to be about two and a half or three hours. So buckle up. Just kidding. We'll keep it short. And I got I got fried chicken to eat after this. <laughs> I am not. We are not doing this. What for am two I hours. supposed to eat? Think they got like fried cauliflower? Uh, no. Mm, I don't think so either. Sorry, you'll have to have some chicken. <laughs> womp womp. So a lot of the people that we've met along the way um, have. I mean, everybody that we've met has been a product of our surroundings, right? Yeah. Because it's not like it's not like we have. It's any other COVID, way to meet people right it's still COVID, everybody <laughs> yeah when you come back to this podcast 20 years from now it'll you know COVID will be like in your history books and oh. it was a time where people didn't go out and do things and meet strangers right yeah so one of the first places where we met people which i'm so glad that we did this was our dive school now this whole podcast is going to be about the people that we met in mexico mexico because we're kind of gonna have to break it up we're in roatan right now and pff, we have met a ton of people here yeah as well um but yeah we'll just cover who we met in mexico because really really interesting characters and people that we got along with really well and it was kind of a great introduction a great beginning to this trip yeah six weeks down the whole caribbean coast of mexico also known as quintana roo Mm-hmm. So lots of people to meet. Yep. The first week that we were there, we were kind of by ourselves. And so we <laughs> we just kind of acclimated to being in Mexico that first week. But then we went to the dive school. And you remember that from some of our previous podcasts yep. where we learned, well, I learned to scuba dive. And we did a ton of scuba diving. And we were living in a house with people, like from dorm room style. All over the world. <laughs> yeah, bunk beds. And, you know, we got, what, Switzerland and... Mm-hmm. Switzerland, uh, Germany, Israel, Louisiana. Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> and then Antonio, the guy that we'll talk about, was the host of all of this. And he lived in the apartment right below us. Yeah, so the cool thing is, when we were back in Wisconsin and we were looking into what we could possibly do mm-hmm. once we got to Mexico, which was work away. We were trying to figure out, okay, is there a place we can stay that we can maybe work a couple hours and figure that out? And that's how we came across the dive school. Yeah. So we talked to Antonio before we even left From the our States. our couch at our old house. Yeah, I love that mm. couch. <laughs> um, but I remember talking to Antonio and just being like, whoa, this guy has got some energy. Yeah. He's got a lot going on. And it was like he had given that speech a thousand yeah, times about exactly. how the whole project works, the dive school, because it was kind of a work away. He's like, yeah, you just kind of help me out as I need. Really, we didn't have to lift a finger while we were there. Hey, I mopped up some rain. Yeah. I got in one of the windows one time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, it's and if you're considering going to be scuba certified most places will give you free accommodation if you pay for the like four hundred dollar scuba course Mm -hmm. so they'll give you a small room so we were candace was doing that i necessarily wasn't but then i decided to do my advanced Mm -hmm. which allows me to go deeper a little bit less homework than candace Mm -hmm. um but anyways that's how we ended up meeting tony staying at his place 
kind of doing a work away, but kind of just paying for scuba certification. Yeah. And so meeting lots of cool people. So Tony is just, I mean, he's a cool guy. It's like when I first met him, mm-hmm. I he was very serious mm-hmm. and I couldn't quite place like pretty straight faced, pretty straight faced. And, you know, by the end of it, weeks later, a month later, I realized, oh, he, no, I didn't realize it a month later, but a month later, it's like, oh, Tony's just very sarcastic. Yeah, like He's incredibly straight face sarcastic. Super, super dry, <laughs> which is so difficult. I mean, that's the kind of humor that is like so difficult cross-culturally yeah. because he'll say something and I'm going, I, that could be true. I have no idea. Yeah. And mind you, English <laughs> is his second language and he speaks great English. Incredible could you imagine English. doing sarcasm and jokes in another language? Yeah. And this guy nailed it. Oh my gosh. So incredible. can I just say my favorite one real yeah. quick? So we would go to this night market basically where all these locals set up and they do the different foods that they kind of specialize in and it's pretty cheap. And we're there all of the, the dive school would go. So we'd meet him there multiple times, even when we were coming back to visit. Yeah. So we're standing around and people are trying different food and I think somebody was sharing and then Antonio uh and then some I maybe I said or somebody sneezed for whatever reason I was like, oh COVID and then Antonio was like, by the way, I I can't I can't taste this. I can't smell anything either. And it was just like... I don't think you told that joke right. Okay, oh, it went like this. <laughs> Antonio took a bite of something and he goes, huh, doesn't taste as good as usual. Do you guys... What is your... Did you taste anything? And we... Because he really sold it like... Straight face. Totally straight face. And we busted up laughing because we've known Tony for like a month. Maybe, yeah. you know, actually that was right before we went, we left. Yeah. Um, Mexico. Mexico so yeah it was like six weeks at that point and we busted up laughing but nobody else in the dive school like <laughs> got it <laughs> right away um, but yeah it was really funny and just to give you a visual think of LA six foot tall Latino skater dude yeah. like with a mustache of like kind of a Vans hat skater yeah, shoes brim hat. like uh, but not like a Vans hat, not like a baseball kind of mm-hmm. boxy topped hat, right, but like a true. fitted skater Vans hat yep. and like, you know, calf high socks and his little Vans skater shoes. Like, uh, <laughs> I think they're regular size Vans skater shoes. <laughs> no, but they're the calf high socks. Yeah. What did I say? You said little shoes. Oh, yeah. They were regular <laughs> <Yeah>. size shoes. <laughs> Very normal feet. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, just a super cool dude. And uh, yeah, just some serious like skater vibes. He had some long boards he'd let me borrow. And... Yeah. And he, Tony's definitely like work hard, play hard yeah. kind of guy. And so it's like he would be there would be some times where, you know, it's 10 o'clock at night and he's like on the phone, you know, emailing boats, setting things up, getting all the dives ready for the next day. And then there's other times where it's three in the afternoon and he comes back from paddleboarding and is like, guys, what's happening? And like, <laughs> maybe he had a lot of drinks, <laughs> which is great. I mean, because it's the weekend or whatever, you know, yeah, like... we had a ton of fun. And his ability to remember everything. Mm-hmm. Like, we, he called us after we left for a dive. We were like five minutes out of town. And he's like, Andrew grabbed the wrong wetsuit. I knew he grabbed the wrong wetsuit. Yeah. Like, he just remembers, okay, you wore this. You had that. You need this. You're with that instructor. You saw this last time. Right. Like, the guy's a lockbox up there, which is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And he just coordinated it all. So, they mm-hmm. need hire in different guys to come and be our instructors. Yeah. Like, yeah, new father pukey danny um who just was a super 
rocky day and got really we were all sick but Danny, uh, that was, was like, the day i also puked yeah, yeah. and i think me robin and i were waiting to puke but yeah i felt so bad because he puked a bunch <laughs> he's like guys i'm so sorry danny but, was great though he was he, awesome he's like i'm sorry i don't mean i don't try to puke this much it's just a rough day we're like we feel it bro yeah well and he yeah he was a new father and there was something about him i saw the glow it was like are you a dad? Danny, it feels like you're a dad. Because if you go out with a lot of other dive instructors, it's lots of young people and bros. Which and like Danny's different the energy. same age. Like he's not well, old. I'm thinking like 20. The guy that certified me in Thailand was like 21. Right. Yeah. You know, Danny's like 40. What? 35. Oh my gosh. He's my age. For Are sure. Are you like 40? Do you feel 40? Pretty much. Oh my gosh. You should see how I feel in the morning. All right. Let's look at our little list here. <laughs> Andrew's Mr. Tangent today. Sorry. And so shout out to Ruben real quick. Oh, awesome I love Ruben. Ruben's, Ruben's the one who taught me how to do all my skills yeah. and everything. He's just an awesome, dude. Super so. good. Dive certified instructor. in playa. See Ruben. Yeah. Okay. So then, also in the dive school, we met this wonderful uh, little couple of ladies traveling together, Robin and Lee Bai. Yeah, we've talked about them before in the podcast. Robin is from Germany. She's from Bavaria, and. Uh, Libat is from Israel. And they were just so I cool. I think 19 and 20. Um, and then Libat turned 21 while yeah. she's with us. Yep. I, I think, think that's 19 right. 19 and 20. Yeah. Traveling the world. Each were traveling on their own and they met up at another work away. In Portugal. Yep. In Portugal. And then we're like, hey, let's keep traveling together. And so they, imagine floating around the world with no real plans, living out of a backpack at yep. 18 and 19. Yeah. That's what these gals are doing. 19 and 20. But yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> And and they just complement each other so perfectly because uh, Robin is type A. I mean, she is German to the core. Yep. <laughs> and she, you know, between I mean, the eating schedules, sleeping schedules, yes. no naps. We journal. We read our books. Like, yeah, she's on it. Yeah, and I mean, she still is like still traveling without a plan per totally. se, but she's managing it. And very, she's very like well. a pretty serious like hip hop dancer. So like just awesome in all these other ways but complimented libot perfectly right so libot is very artistic and dreamy free and free i mean i remember the night that we met libot and she just literally poked her head up where we were sitting and goes how are you two and i was like have we met this girl before <laughs> but she just makes everybody feel like they're already in the circle you know yep. they're already in the friend group she just exudes love and joy yeah amazing and so just those two together just balance each other out perfectly and they did most of mexico together for months mm -hmm. and we actually ran into him a number of times while traveling yeah. so we spent a out of everybody we spent the most time with robin and libat because uh, they went to tulum after playa del carmen and so did we and then we went to bacalar after that and so did they. Yep. And so it was really fun because each place we would get together and we would... We'd make dinners together. Mm -hmm. We'd hang out. We'd go to the beach. Like, just awesome people. Yeah. Yeah. Libat loved to share, uh, like, she just loved cooking oh, big meals. great cook. So Libat grew up in a kibbutz, which is... I had never heard of this. Yeah. So it's like a... It's just like a... Small community? Countryside community, yeah. basically. But they everything is in the kibbutz so they have like they share a lot they yeah. have like big meals every single friday night they uh she even said when her dad grew up in the kibbutz they would like bring kids to the 
kindergarten when they were five and then the kids just lived there mm-hmm. so it was all within the same community but it was like you don't get picked up at noon by your parents to come back home for snack and nap yeah no you just they lived there and then your parents would come visit and <laughs> she even said that when she turned 18 like everybody that turns 18 just gets an apartment and there's like an a I wouldn't say, I don't know how many, but there's extra houses or they build the apartments or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you're 18, you just get one. You're on your own in yeah. the community. Yeah. So it was really, really cool. And she turned us on to tahini. Yeah. She shared her love of tahini. She, tahini. Put, she says, we were like, well, what do you do with tahini? She's like, oh, what don't you do with tahini? You put tahini in everything. You want tahini in a salad. You want tahini in hummus. You want tahini put it in, in your a cake. oatmeal. <laughs> in your oatmeal. Put it on your fruit. Like, whatever. We used it instead of eggs to, like, bread and fry these delicious little, like, fried tortilla things mm-hmm. that we made one time. And because uh, Robin's vegan and uh, Libat and Andrew tend to be vegetarian. And so we tried to not use a lot of animal products and she's like well what do we do and she's like gotta use the tahini right cover in tahini it was basically like what fits in every box tahini (laughs) so yeah and it's really just ground up like sesame seeds and a little oil so Mm -hmm. pretty high in protein and your omegas and all that jazz so look at it in your local grocery store you can add it to pretty much anything are you selling tahini for sure if it's gonna make people healthier and happier yeah it's good stuff it's good stuff and then yeah so robin was awesome we robin and i did our scuba certification together so we were learning everything along the way and it was probably i don't know four days into our like training where we were talking and she's like well how old are you and i was like 31 she's like what (laughs) i mean she was jaw drop just what because candace is kind of a little person so she could be young (laughs) that's not really how it works you get to a certain (laughs) size you stay there your whole life but yes she did think that i was her age which was 19 what a compliment so beautiful oh my word so young so fresh Mm. don't look at my crow's feet um but it was it it made a lot more sense once i learned that robin was 19 because it was like oh okay so we are like figuring all this stuff out together i mean as far as like scuba diving but then yeah just also to figuring things out traveling and like experiences she even said i was like oh so when did you graduate school she was like yeah like two years ago and then i come to find out high school right she graduated high school two years ago and then took off on like this world adventure mm-hmm. and if you met her you'd be like i mean she obviously looks young but you'd be like I don't know. She could be 25. She could be 30 because you're talking politics. You're talking social policy. You're talking whatever. Like she's incredibly knowledgeable, which has been my experience with most Germans that I've met. They're just well-traveled. They've done a lot of schooling. Yeah, a lot of Europeans in general, for sure. So it's just impressive. And then as a high school counselor working Mm -hmm. with, I'm not even going to stereotype, but American high schoolers who are 17 and 18, I just don't envision many of them putting a backpack together and going to travel the world on their well, own. Well, yeah, just even being able to manage flights and buses and places to stay and languages. Mm-hmm. Just no way. So, yeah, anyway, so Robin's, you know, she's got English, German, Spanish down. Like, yeah. it's just a totally different world. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was really cool to be able. I mean, it felt like we were 
you know, every time we'd spend apart, which was only like a week at a time, right. every time we'd get back together, it felt like getting back together with old friends. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just really, really fun. And it was usually because we like saw on each other's Instagram that we <laughs> happened to be in the same city. <laughs> and when we did our surprise trip home to surprise everybody for Christmas, we like invited them. Yeah. Just we're like, well, because none of us really knew what we were going to do next, but we knew we were leaving Mexico and they didn't really know where they were going to go. We're like, if you guys want to see like winter in wisconsin yeah i I mean candace's family's already had covid so you're pretty (laughs) safe and we've been safe here like want to come to minnesota it was awesome they were like should we we should should we go to minnesota (laughs) and then realizing after we were there and we didn't we did a lot of family stuff and a lot of indoor stuff yeah total opposite of what we've done in mexico right walking out every night eating out street food like diving would have been a very different experience yeah we would have been all trapped in a house together which is fine but it would have been way different yeah so there are a couple other people that stayed with us at the dive school that we got close with um sarah was one of those people (laughs) young money sarah and andrew connected a lot on little wayne Lil wayne hip-hop music a lot of that (laughs) wainard and when we were in tulum she came and spent a day at this beach club with us too Mm -hmm. and so that was really fun sarah's just one of those people that it's like you can't get a good read on her you cannot get a good read on her so she's from louisiana (laughs) she's like a six foot tall blonde woman who is just a boss lady. She's boss. She's pretty mellow, though. Yeah. She's super mellow. But confident. But confident. Very self-assured. But yeah, it took us probably a full week to be like, oh, you're also very sarcastic. Yeah, because she hit me with the... <laughs> super dry sense I'm of humor. I'm going to... Uh, she's like, I got to finish up this last class so I can graduate. And I was like, you're doing school online? I was like, graduate what? She's like, oh, I finished high school this year. And I'm like... Mm, what well and after our robin surprise andrew's like i don't know how old anybody is anymore i don't know and so then that was the big joke is because she wasn't she was like she's just like something super straight faced sarcastic yeah and she's been coming back to this dive school for years and doing all her certifications i don't think that's true at all i think like a year or two Mm -mm. no it was i think she got there in august Oh, maybe multiple times, though. Back to the States and back. Yeah, I think she went home a couple times, but yeah, she came... But she keeps going back there for all her certification stuff. Right, yeah. She's and been... staying at his place. For sure, yeah. It was a couple yeah. months. It just wasn't years. Okay. That's all I'm saying. So she had been staying in that bunk bed, you know, dorm room style spot for months. And she was getting her dive master certification, which means that you can be a guide and you can teach people how to scuba dive and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and it was really interesting because i learned when we all got together at the beach club we spent all day at this beach club in tulum that she was pretty familiar with and she took us there but i learned that she had done that because of a hurricane that came through that like affected louisiana over the summer and flooded her house Mm. and so that's right yeah so her uh boyfriend was at home still working but like getting their house all fixed up and dealing with insurance providers and stuff and i think it was the second time their house had gotten wrecked in the last like two years so it was just insane there are people that still hadn't recovered from the first hurricane and there they are having to like rebuild after the second hurricane yeah so that was crazy but she also is a huge traveler i mean she spent time uh didn't she do like her bakery school yeah bakery school in europe Yes. Culinary something? Yeah. But focused on bakeries? Yes, she did that. (laughs) And then after that, then she went in to get her like nutritionist degree. Yeah. Or like food science stuff. 
um, she was like, yeah, kind of swung hard the other way. <laughs> Going from eating like breads and cakes and sugar every day to then, hey, what's healthy for us? Right. <laughs> yeah, so she's awesome. And uh, it'd be cool to meet up with her again. And th- while we were at the beach club all day mm-hmm. with her we <laughs> we met some characters some serious characters oh my word One of them, i can't find james on whatsapp anymore like his really? picture's gone and doesn't reply anymore no so anyways james is this scottish guy he's like 50 years old yep and he was pretty ripped super ripped think like tom hardy basically leather pretty skin. stocky leather skin super burned yeah sand was like all in his hair everywhere he was, like, doing, was everywhere doing yoga on the beach at like 10 a.m <laughs> while drinking heavily <laughs> Um, so he goes out, gets a bottle of rum from the grocery store, into the beach brings the whole club. bottle in yeah. and just starts filling his coconut with it. It's and a like, coconut, just a cut open coconut. Rinsed out this glass ashtray in the ocean, then starts filling up that, that and giving people shots of oh my gosh. rum. And this guy is a storyteller and has lived one crazy life. Yeah. Um, just yeah. found out he's got what his... Yeah, he found out this year, well, 2020, yeah. that he, this girl came out of nowhere, knocked on his door and said, hi, I think I'm your daughter. And <laughs> She's like 17. Yeah, and I don't think he had ever been married or anything. And he's like, no, no, you're not. And she showed him a picture of her mom. And he goes, oh. I did know that woman at Maybe one point in my life. <laughs> 17 years ago. Okay. And so he lives in Canada now. And the daughter's living with him and finishing high school there. Yeah. And because he's Scottish, she now can get her like she can go to school in Scotland as a national. Mm. So, so like in-state tuition. Basically. Yeah. In-state tuition in Scotland because right. her dad is half Scottish. So yeah. that was convenient for her to kind of figure that out. And he's like, it's weird being like a dad of a teenager all of a sudden. Yeah. Missed all of the first 17 years. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that's how we met James, and he just went on and on about, you know. He, he left Scotland at like fifteen because mm-hmm. I guess at that time, the average life expectancy for a man was like forty because of just like poverty and fights and gangs, and mm-hmm. he got beat up for picking the wrong soccer team on a subway one time by like a gang of dudes. It's crazy um, hooligans. It's just, yeah, pretty serious stuff. So he fled the country at like fifteen. He got robbed out of his apartment one time and said, "I'm I'm done." booked yeah. it over to canada at like 15 then yeah. ever since he was super wild yeah super crazy guy full of energy so then we get home that night we help him get a cab back up to playa del carmen with sarah because yeah. <laughs> they're going back north up to playa del carmen we're staying down in tulum and we exchange whatsapp we're talking multiple days we're talking about building adobe houses yeah like in the desert and stuff because that's kind of another project he does just a really interesting guy yeah so and you know Andrew, just like shiny, shiny, all of this like new stuff. He was very, very intrigued. So I messaged him the other day because he's been trying to like meet up with us again. But now his picture's gone off his WhatsApp account and nobody's read the message. So like burned that phone or that number. You never know. Never find that guy again. You never know. Well, another guy that we met on Beach Club Day, his name is Remington. His, he is from... Sir Remington. Yeah, except for he's from like Kentucky or Virginia, was it? Virginia. Virginia, yep. that's right. But spent some time in Iowa with cows or something? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he did like, he went to school for agriculture and so he is like, yeah, just this big dude, shiny bald head. And big beard, big, big chain. Big beard, super gay. Yeah, like big gold chain Yeah. too. 
Well, he did. He did. And then he didn't. Okay, so here's the deal with <laughs> Remington. He's also just like, bah, bah, bah. Like, I mean, he talks loud and he talks to everybody and he gets everyone involved. I mean, he joined us as we were all just sitting there because our friends Robin and Lebot were staying at the same hostel as him. And so he had like seen us once before. Yeah. So he was like, hey, I know you guys. <laughs> and yeah, just the kind of guy you, well, you do want him at every party to like, just be the life of the party. Yeah. But you're about to find out how the it, it, life of the party can change. It shifts quickly. <laughs> so the night that, um, the night that, yeah. Okay. Let me rewind. So we, he's, we saw him a couple days prior and he had his big gold chain and he was like really starting to have some drinks. Yep. Just to the point where Andrew and I are like, we should leave. <laughs> like, I've I've seen some red flags before, and this feels like a red flag. So we uh, left, and we saw him a little bit later that night. He's like screaming, walking down the street. We're like, oh boy, all fun stuff, not all fun like, stuff. Yeah. yeah, but like wild. Yeah. And so we find out from him at the beach club day that that night he had uh, lost his mind drinking and broke into a restaurant through through the front door front door yeah so he breaks in falls asleep on the bar top because like, uh, the pretty hefty dude sleeping on a bar top yeah. in a restaurant and so of course the restaurant has cameras whatever they call the police they send the police well the police try to capture him and he decides <laughs> to go full bowl in a china shop and burst through the big picture window in the front of the restaurant big glass window massive just goes head first through it i mean sends himself and he's like the only way so the only reason I know this is because the restaurant had video cameras, so I Showed watched him it. Showed the footage, you, so you can't <laughs> deny it. So so he watched it. Well, he wakes up in jail, of course. Let me tell you about Mexican jail. Yeah, he wakes up in jail, and he woke up without his big gold chain and without his cell phone. Yep. And he goes, in, when they showed me the video, I had my cell phone in my hand and my chain was on my neck. Yep. When I woke up in jail, I didn't have either. Yeah. And he like asked the police about it. They're like, no, 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 you didn't have it. You didn't have it. Yeah. And there's no winning that case. No winning And on that. top of that, then he had a couple hundred bucks, I think, is all they got stuck with for fixing the glass. Yeah. I think he just had to pay like a jail fine to get out, get out of jail, Monopoly mm -hmm. card, and then paid a couple hundred bucks to the, the restaurant owner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And was back at it the next few days and no yeah, major injuries literally we i mean he had like some very small scratches on his arm yeah but that was it i was like that is insane he's like honestly if somebody told me that story i wouldn't believe it but it happened yeah so remington i don't know where you are now but please take care of yourself i follow on instagram i could look it up for okay you. <laughs> um another right. really cool guy in Tulum is this dad named Daniel and he left Mexico City a couple years ago which is the complete polar opposite of Tulum like right. hippie kind of beach town versus crazy like New overpopulated York. Yeah. New York yeah so anyways he was running the Airbnb we stayed at and him and I hit it off right away he's such a cool dude yeah he was like super type A like everything had a place and it was so clean it and was well so maintained clean. It was nice. I mean, he had an old school car and like a think of like an old Buick yeah. Century or something like that. Yeah. But it was supercharged and it was like And awesome. it was in great condition. Yeah. So like little time capsule. He had a really nice motorcycle, a couple mopeds, all these bikes hanging on the mm -hmm. wall. Yeah. He he was definitely one of the best 
Airbnb host that we had because it, he also, you know, went out of his way to make sure that everything was just yeah. as we needed it. And he lived downstairs with his two kids. Yeah, so at one point, Andrew, we had extra food, so he brought him, or guacamole. I made him some guac and chips. So you made him some guac and chips and brought it down. Then a couple days later, he brought up some pork tacos and dropped those off. It was super good. And um, Then we started talking about coconuts, and because he's trimming at one of the coconut trees. So then he starts bringing me like a fresh coconut every day. Yeah, literally just leaving it outside our front door. (laughs) It was so sweet. Just awesome. And like, that's the family vibe mm-hmm. that i love especially about mexico most of latin america but just this communal caretaking kind of atmosphere yeah that was really cool that was awesome um but speaking of airbnb hosts i would say our top guy our the person we connected with the most was david in bacalar mm, right so bacalar is a little city that is just 45 minutes north of the belize border in mexico and it's got a freshwater lagoon and it's just this sleepy little town. I mean, it is very much like Midwest summer, a Wisconsin lake town. Yep. You know, where it's like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff here, but not a lot's going on. Like, right. it felt like we were there out of season, you know? It is COVID, but right. I also Which, don't think it's a bustling town. You yeah, know, there's not a ton really of bustling. nightlife. Nothing's built up more than two stories. Mm-hmm. Like, just awesome little town. Yeah. So the first Airbnb we stayed in was like, fine like in a neighborhood it's just okay the neighborhood was great i mean definitely more of like a suburb kind Mm -hmm. of feel there um and the guy was nice and everything but very basic accommodations yeah super basic and honestly it smelled like a cabin which is fine Mm -hmm. which is totally fine but then um our next spot that we moved to yeah because uh the spot that we were at at first uh, only had availability till a certain time and so then we decided to move and uh, it was so cool polar i opposite. loved it it <laughs> was a total polar opposite just had been refinished basically built yeah and remodeled they just, yeah remodeled from they brought in an architecture or uh, architect a t- architect and a designer that like did a lot of work in tulum which is all this cutesy boutique hotel stuff and it was it was so cool. We called it our grown-up hostel. Yeah. Because it was like hotel rooms, but then there was a big shared living space and with the big, kitchen. Yep, and a big outdoor space, too. Yeah, huge outdoor space. And it was all just very aesthetically pleasing and gorgeous. And, and grown-up hostel because everybody else there was working remotely and like late 20s or 30s. Mm-hmm. No, Not like your backpacker raging bunk bed hostel. Right, yeah. And it, you know, the cost reflected that, too. But I think it was totally worth it. Yeah, because then David would make, he'd go and he found sourdough bread. which This bakery that makes fresh sourdough bread every morning. And so he leaves at 6 a.m. Yeah, 6, 7. 6 or 7, goes, picks up the fresh bread and then the homemade marmalade with like a special ingredient. Yeah, like pineapple and stuff. Yeah, pineapple marmalade. And then he had like this super fancy honey because a lot of Mexico is known for um, the honey that they make and this super super good dark honey it's supposed to be really good for you and the mold coffee the mold m-u-l-l-e-d andrew says mold, mold every time coffee. it's mold. molded mold coffee so like if you've ever had mold wine like around the holidays it's got spices and you know flavor and uh, citrus and stuff in it it was like that except for coffee 
And I even drank it most he days. He did. And I don't really like coffee, but this was delicious. He did. It was sweetened up pretty nice. It was. There was a lot of sugar in it, but it was this special Mexican sugar. Mm-hmm. He told me about it, but I don't exactly remember what it's called. But this coffee was amazing, cooked in this little, like you know. Clay pot. Yeah, clay pot. And then he would make us toast as soon as we woke up. And he said, yeah, if there's anything else you want for breakfast, just, you know, if you want to bring in like bacon or eggs, I'd be happy to make that for you in the morning. And we're like, who is this guy? Homie's like, what, 22? Yep. Yeah, And I think he's so. from Belize. Mm-hmm. So we found out that he speaks, well, everything in Belize is English. They have like a Creole. Um, think of like Jamaican kind of Patois Creole, mm-hmm. but a little bit different, uh, much like our Roatan Creole here. Mm-hmm. But it's, so it's English, but they say things differently. And uh, But then he also has like perfect English. And then he also has Spanish that he learned like three years ago when he moved right. to Mexico for this job. Yeah. And he looks very Mexican. And so he's like, yeah, people just talk to me in me- or talk spanish. to me in spanish because i look so mexican and they think i have a weird accent because he did just learn it like three years ago yeah <laughs> and but english is his first language uh but when we checked in we sat and talked to david for what three hours at least it was it was just so cool i mean we talked about everything from you know our histories our jobs to diets to school. foods to working out to sports so so much and it was like that every single day yeah i mean you could just sit down and talk to david about anything and he's such just, a cool old man in a 22 year old body yeah <laughs> mature he was very mature yeah. for his age um him and, and i went and like worked out we played basketball together we mm-hmm. went worked out together we started throwing frisbee together like it was like you just got a new friend and he happened yeah. to be your airbnb host it was awesome yeah he was super cool so yeah he was one of the He was definitely like the best Airbnb host that we've had. And I mean, I don't even want to call him that. He really is a friend because we still, I mean, we're going to Belize next. So we're still like talking to him and like, hey, if you can make it down, you should come visit and all this. And it'd be really cool to meet up with him again. Yeah, brother, I got your coconut bread. Yeah. (laughs) Because he's just misses his coconut bread and everything's like made with coconuts in Belize. And some guys were selling it here and I just bought some. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening, brother, I got some for you. So yeah, we'll uh, hopefully you know the the border's closed because he's so close he could just drive over or catch a bus. It's but the, the border's closed, so you got to fly in. So I don't think we'll see him this time in Belize. Um, still holding out. It'd be awesome if we did. You're yeah. always welcome. You're welcome to come to the states with us. I mean, the guys like family already. So yeah, it's for awesome. sure. Yeah, so, so that is like just kind of I guess not exactly brief, but a relatively brief overview of a yeah. lot of the people that we came in contact with when we were in Mexico and people that. I mean, it's it's wild. We were there for six weeks, but I really do feel like you make lifelong totally. friends. I feel like we could go back to Playa tomorrow. Antonio would hit us up, you know, and like we'd go to totally. Louisiana. Sarah's got us. We go back to Belize or David, like David's got us, you know, like it, it's you build these families and gosh, Germany or Israel, Levan, yeah. Robin. <laughs> yeah, they're not just, even going back for a while, though. Yeah. We got to meet them here in Central America. Gosh, they're yeah. Who knows where they are? Robin hasn't replied in days. She could be anywhere. I know. Yeah, she but goes we, off the it grid. is really nice being able to keep up with people through WhatsApp as well, you know, which is just a messaging service. And we just message every once in a while. Hey, where are you guys at? What's going on? They send pictures and we're able to kind of keep each other updated. And even though Facebook just bought them and a lot of people are ditching WhatsApp, there hasn't been like a front runner that everybody's moved to yet. So yeah, that's privacy, true. privacy, privacy. So anyways, it's been fun hanging with you. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And we'll have a whole nother Roatan people 
uh, update Buckle soon. Buckle up for that one. Buckle up for that one. No, it's been pretty incredible. Thanks for following along. See ya.